On today's show, we're making you the general manager of the Nashville Predators. We asked you guys to send in your DIY trade proposals, trades that you think the Nashville Predators should make this summer. We will grade our favorites today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to give a special shout out, a special hello to the everydayers that tune in every single show, our loyal Locked On Predheads, as we call them. We are happy to have you on board and we appreciate all the love and support you give us. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. I also want to mention today's episode brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Today is Ann Kimmel's favorite show. The favorite type of show is she is aggressively shaking her head. No, no. Not only, yeah, not only do we have extensive contract talk, but we get to talk about uh, you guys potentially shipping out some of your favorite Nashville Predators players. Yeah, this is my worst nightmare. This is my worst nightmare episode, people. Number one, I grew up in an era where you don't talk about money. We got to talk about money. And number two, the whole I'm a sentimental hockey optimist. And so the idea of let's sit down and discuss who should go is just disconcerting to me on a cellular level. But we're here for this. And I will say this. I thought we had some really, really interesting submissions. I thought this was really interesting. I, I loved what some people proposed. Some other proposals made me want to cry. Yeah. There, there is a lot of uh, trade UC sorrows and a first round pick for uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Those kind of picks that we're, we're not going to get to. We're just, we're just going to say no. That's that's a bad offer. Yeah, uh, but there are some good ones out there. Before we get to that, though, Anne, a uh, bit of Preds news. Yeah, morning, uh, the Nashville Predators have hired Derek McKenzie as the new assistant coach, uh, a guy who seems to be very familiar. With a lot of people in the Preds organization, Anne. This is almost like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except it's six degrees of Derek McKenzie. Because, of course, he was an assistant coach with Andrew Brunette when Andrew Brunette was the interim head coach with the Florida Panthers. And was uh, an assistant with him. And yes, and was an assistant with him. So they go back a ways. Uh, he was coached by Dan Hynote and Todd Richards. He was a... Um, he was a, a player with Ryan Johansson and in the OHL, he was teammates with Mike Fisher. Oh. So, I mean, welcome home, Derek McKenzie. All your friends are here. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the organization. That's right. uh, yeah. I mean, this, this is a guy, first off, if the name sounds familiar, it's because it's the Derek McKenzie who played 16 seasons in the NHL, sort of, uh, former captain of the, uh, of the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like 
he's Andrew Burnett is going for a little bit of familiarity there, not just mm-hmm. some guy who used to coach with him, but also is quite uh, familiar with some other people on the staff as well. So uh, it seems like Burnett and Barry Trotz kind of going for like the synergy uh, outlook. Yeah. Uh, don't know like much about, you know, what Derek McKenzie does as a coach, like what his specialty is, if he's like a special teams guy or, you know, like an offensive forward, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, uh, it's good to have just, I think a a familiar voice, uh, on the coaching staff when you're trying to put your staff together. Yeah, I really think this will be an interesting hire. And again, connections is a big thing. Connection was a big thing. Relationship was a big thing with the Andrew Burnett hire to begin with. I think Barry Trotz feels really um, comfortable with everything he knows about Brunette. And I think that same hiring philosophy helped lead to this Derek McKenzie hire as well. I will say this. This is the only hitch in my giddy up about this is no Carl Taylor. Yeah, kind of was hoping, kind of was hoping we could do like a little, you know, uh, online meetup. You know, I know they don't, you know, that Carl Taylor and Andrew Burnett don't have the history that McKenzie and Burnett have. But I think, you know, Nashville Predators fans were really kind of holding out hope there would be a spot for Carl Taylor. But, you know, I think this is a good hire. Let's yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. Also, uh, should point out some whispers that Carl Taylor might be a, a finalist for the Toronto Maple Leafs open uh, assistant coaching job. Would that so, not be an incredible gig? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Depends on which way you look at it. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get to some DIY trade proposals. And uh, you guys at home have heard us blabber on for weeks and weeks and weeks about potential trades that Nashville Predators uh, may make. You know, we've talked about where people could land, who might be good trade partners. We're kind of tired of talking about that. So we're going to let you guys talk about that. We asked you guys to send in a trade proposal, any trade proposal you want. We asked you to kind of keep it semi-realistic. A lot of you didn't get that message (laughs) or were just being jerks on the internet. Uh, But thank you for those who did submit interesting proposals. And uh, yeah, we're we're excited to look into some of these. Mm -hmm. You weren't some of these, Anne. Some of these. Look, y'all. We've been down the road recently of the UC Soros trade, and we're not giving him up for next to nothing. So some of them we scrapped. Also, I don't think that there is any trade proposal where we're going to get Leon Dreisaitl. So as nice as that would be, that's probably also not going to happen. The the one I would just want to let's just kick it off with with the the elephant in the room here. Our great friends, Locked On Senators. This is a topic that's been talked about in recent days ad nauseum, but they suggested Soros for Debrinket, one for one, and then the Predators signed Debrinket, eight years, $8 million. Just give me one word to describe how you feel about that. Well, when has a Nashville Predators contract worth $8 million a year never not worked out? I was just going to say, that number is a trigger. You can't suggest that under any circumstance. Yeah, why not? Let's just have more $8 million on the roster without seeing if they can actually bump a team. Yeah. Um, Like, I've made my feelings on Debrinket known. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of people around the NHL that would look at this and be like, yeah, this is a trade that makes sense for both teams. But I, my feelings on Debrinket, we talked about this yesterday when we did the UC Saros trade talk. I just, I just don't 
really, I think there is enough of a question mark about who he is on his right. own as a player. Yeah. And again, if he's like, obviously he's going to score 40 goals when he's with really good players like Patrick Kane or, you know, Brady Kachuk. Sure. Like that's, that's fine. That's just maybe not what the predators need. Like those are, we predators have plenty of those guys. Like right. predators have plenty of guys like Matt Duchesne and, and others who are going to put up career highs when there are other really good players on the team having career highs but is he that franchise guy that is going to elevate the rest of his team? Like the guy who is going to put the team on his back and elevate his level of play to elevate everybody else. I'm, I think there's enough evidence to question whether or not he's that guy. And if that's the case, you got to be really careful who you trade UC Saros for. So if, if this is the move, I would want something else from the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, like, like a high, like a second round draft pick or, or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is not a one for one that I would do. I agree with you on the eight years, eight million. You just can't even throw that out. We get twitchy. It's not going to like we can't do that. And I also just don't know that this is the right time for the Nashville Predators to make a deal for a player like to bring it. And again, I'm with you. Like he could be a great addition, but. I don't know that the Predators necessarily know for sure. And I don't know that they necessarily need that right now. So for me, love our Locked On Sens friends. I'm going to, this is going to be a pass for me. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other Debrinket trades uh, yeah. that don't involve UC uh, Sars. This one comes from a chatted drummer on yes. Twitter. Uh, Ottawa gives Nashville Debrinket. Mm -hmm. 2023 fourth round pick mm -hmm. and the Preds give Ottawa Fedor Svechkov. Yeah. A 2023 second round pick and Ryan Johansson. This one I thought, okay, now we're now we're talking some serious things. If we're gonna do some sort of Alex Debrinket thing. Uh Debrinket in, Joe Hansen out. I don't know whether do you think Ottawa would really take Joe Hansen without the Predators retaining some salary for two probably, seasons? I would say you'd probably want a couple million retained there. And that's yeah. not something I'm sure the Predators want to do, uh, even if it is for, for two more years. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean there there's some Ottawa fans that chimed in and it's like that that's just doesn't really do it for them. Like they would want Tomasino or Evangelista over Svechkov. Um, if the Preds could get a trade like this where Svechkov or let's say Zachary LaRue. Ooh. Ooh. That, that might be a little bit more palatable. Yeah. I, you know what? And I would be, I would be open to that. You know, I think if the senators are looking for a right now piece, I could see them wanting like a Phil Tomasino, but Zachary LaRue could be an interesting, almost their piece as well. Yeah. Um, Fetchkoff is he's look, this is a kid who is a, a, a decent prospect. He's a good two-way player. You know, I can see teams being interested in him. This is a deal that I would be far more interested in sitting down and hashing out if it comes to Alex Debrinkit than anything involving UC Saros, period. My question for you, as we look at all of these trades, in, in so many of them, there were suggestions about moving Johansson. How important do you think getting Johansson off the books is going to be in a trade for the Predators? I mean, not 
the yeah. end all be all. I mean, I know yeah. we heard, I think, you know, it was Elliot Freeman yesterday who said the Preds have maybe inquired about moving one of those 8 million contracts off the books, but you know, Ryan Johansson has got two years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about could play a role. So I don't, I don't think, let me, I would say like Ryan Johansson, if you could move his contract without, you know, doing like, you know, much, I think that's a good move maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a salary rebuilding thing. I just don't think it's a situation where you're going to need to bend over backwards and start shelling out picks and prospects to get them off your books. Yes. Yeah, I agree too. And I think it was interesting to me that that seemed to be a priority in some of these trade proposals is getting Johansson off the books. And, And I kind of feel like you do too. You know, we've got two years. Yes, it's a huge contract. Here's the other thing about Ryan Johansson for me. Ryan Johansson, and I know this may sound ridiculous and I may eat my words. This may be a Kevin Lankin and man was I wrong moment looking back. I do not count out Ryan Johansson. I do not count him out. So it's not as high a priority for me as it seems like it is in some of these DIY trades. I was really interested in how many times we talked about Ryan Johansson getting moved. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot more Ryan Johansson moves that we're going to get to uh, in yeah. just a second, plus a couple more sorrows related trade talks as too. We'll get to those in a second, but first want to mention today's episode is brought to you by game time. Uh, Going to sporting events, going to concerts, all that stuff is awesome. Buying tickets for those things, uh, that kind of sucks. There's all kinds of fees. You don't know where your seats are. You're having to check three different sites to see, like, which site has the lowest price. It's stressful, and it's not fun, and it kind of ruins the experience. Don't let that happen to you. Use the Game Time app. The Game Time app is the fast and easy way to get tickets for all of the great sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, which means you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. There's a reason Game Time is one of the fastest-growing ticketing apps in the country, and that's because you don't need to plan months in advance. You can get deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. They got flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, you will get 110% of the difference credit to you by game time plus they give you pictures of your seat so you know exactly where you're going to sit and you get your tickets to your phone in a matter of seconds just two taps and you're all set so snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the app create an account and use code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase again terms apply create an account and redeem code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right, Anna, more uh, trade proposals uh, to talk about today. Uh, some more from Ryan Johansson. This one comes from Ray Ballanger on YouTube. Uh, here, here is his talk. Kind of laughing already. <laughs> he says, Ryan Johansson and number 15 pick to Vancouver for Connor Garland, Tyler Myers, and the number 11 pick. 
His logic, Vancouver needs a third-line center and cap space. Mm -hmm. The Preds move up and lose a player who does not fit Burnett's system. Vancouver, uh, with with all this moving on, gets an extra almost $3 million in cap space. Can, can I start with the, uh, uh, the, the elephant in the room? I mean, why not? It seems like Nashville loses $3 million <laughs> in cap space. <laughs> Yeah, and while the Predators have cap state space, let's not be wasteful. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I don't I don't know that this one works. I don't know that this one works. I mean, you get I guess the piece of that is Connor Garland, mm -hmm. uh, who had 52 points two seasons ago with Vancouver, uh, but only 46 last year. I mean, he's a, he's a speedy guy. Like he's kind mm -hmm. of a speedy, you know, up forward forward, maybe somebody that Andrew Burnett sees something in. We talked about the predators, maybe getting some go guys like that yesterday. Uh, I guess the other kicker would be moving up four spots in a loaded draft. That can certainly make a difference. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Myers. I mean, do, do you look at him and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's the solution to the Predators defense? <laughs> no, yeah. no. And and here's the thing. I think you have to be really careful when you do anything defensively for the Predators, whether you are adding or moving a piece, because I think as we're all looking at like, hey, Andrew Brunette wants to get faster and we want to be more offensive minded. I think you cannot ignore the fact that the National Predators defensive situation feels a little bit tenuous. So you can't be wasteful bringing in somebody who is not going to be a, a significant addition and improvement on the defense. I think you've got to be really careful with any sort of defensive move in or out for the Predators. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, that's that's not a trade proposal that I would go for. I would be intrigued if you're going to do that and get Connor Garland back. Mm -hmm. I would just say you would need something a little bit more uh, than just moving up four spots of the draft yeah. plus Tyler Myers. Yeah, yeah. Make, make it a little more appealing. Yeah. We need you to garnish that plate. Yes, please, please garnish. Yeah. Garnish away. Uh, let's get to another one from, uh, Twitter and okay. uh, another UC Saros one. This one comes from rage and hockey. Okay. He says Saros to Ottawa for okay. to Igor Sokolov and Philip Nordberg. A little, <laughs> little bit more different than a one for one Prince gets yeah. some extra pieces. Look, here's, I just keep coming back to this. I, and, and this is what I feel like with all of this conversation about sorrow circulating around the league, I feel like we have to come back to the fact that, look, the Nashville Predators do not need to trade UC Soros right now. Like, we yeah. do not have to trade him. And people are saying, well, this is when his value is the highest. You know what? He is valuable to this team, whether he is traded or not. So I don't feel a ton of pressure to make a move with UC Soros. We've talked about like Alex Dabrinkit. Is this somebody that's going to come in and kind of change a timeline for this Predators reset? Is he going to be a guy that's going to impact this team more than maybe somebody like Luke Evangelista in two seasons or Joachim Kamel in a couple seasons? I don't know. So I'm just not like... I'm not super keen, period, on a Soros trade. 
So, so you're saying like a blanket no to, to all. It would be, look, there's a couple, like there was, there's a trade that we're going to talk about that came up on YouTube that I was like, you know what? I mean, maybe, maybe this one, um, because I think it does something long-term for the Nashville Predators that could be okay, but I don't feel pressure to trade UC Soros. And I'm so interested in the fact that so many people, even Nashville Predators fans seem to think, got to trade him now. Like this is when his value is the highest, man. We're not going to get any more from them. We are right now. And I'm thinking, what, what do, what more do we need? What is the big thing that we have to get with UC Soros? So that's where I'm at on the whole Soros thing. But again, this is my, like, I would rather be at the dentist getting a root canal than having this discussion. So, yeah. Uh, well, well, then I'll tackle this one, Anne. All right. Uh, this is, you know, it's a little bit of a better True. option, I think. True. If you were going to trade UC Stars for Alex to bring it, uh, Igor Sokolov is, you know, a big uh, winger from Russia who's who made, kind of dipped his toe into the NHL waters over the past couple of seasons, uh, had 59 points in the AHL last year. Seems like he's kind of ready uh, for a, like, you know, the next step at 23 years old. Uh, Nordberg is a big uh, left shot defenseman, somebody that, you know, we maybe can come up and shore up that, you know, the bottom four of, of the Predators defense. I mean, but the, those are the kind of trades that I look at and I'm like, Okay, like they get Alex to bring it. He's the main return, but you're mm -hmm. also getting like a couple of not home run pieces, but a couple of pieces that you could realistically develop into decent players long term. Right. That's right. to me. That's what makes I think like trades like this a little bit more like okay. I'm I'm willing. I'm willing to be okay with maybe that. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think you have to have not frivolous pieces. If you're going to trade Saros for Dabrinkit, you, first of all, you have to bring more to the table than Dabrinkit. But, yeah. and I agree with you. I think pieces that make sense for the Nashville Predators, not just like, hey, here's, you know, here's a couple of extra things. Those pieces might make sense for the Predators. I still just don't know that Saros for Dabrinkit plus is still enough for me to think it's worth doing. I just, I'm not there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of other trades uh, to get to coming up in just a second. Also want to mention that the Locked On NHL Mock Draft. Let's go. We had part two come out today, uh, which means you get to see Ann and I's pick for the Predators number 15. So that is on the Locked On NHL channel and the Locked On Sports channel. If you want to go check that out. First, though, want to talk to you about our great friends at Bird Dogs. If you are looking for a comfortable pair of shorts that you can wear every day, wear everywhere, you need to check out our friends at Bird Dogs. These are shorts that are not just comfortable. They also make you look great. Bird Dogs are made of a stretch khaki short. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, and they give you just a little bit better sculpted look. They fit better than regular shorts made of that stiff khaki 
snacking material. So you can wear your bird dogs, whether you are just out at a restaurant, hanging out with friends, or whether you're active, playing golf, going out on the boat. And here's the bottom line, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be looking good. Look, we are a bird dog family here. My son, very tricky shorts fit kind of guy. He's got kind of bigger thighs and a lot of shorts are tight. They are uncomfortable. We tried some bird dog shorts and let me tell you, they're all he wears now. Headed off to college in the fall. We're going to be placing a fat bird dogs order before he does that. And here is the good news. You too can place a fat bird dogs order. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL to get comfortable, great looking shorts. And when you place your order, you will get a Yeti style tumbler with your order. So again, go and check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL to place your order for a free Yeti style tumbler with your great shorts. All right, and let's get to another one uh, from YouTube. I think mm -hmm. this might be one that you are interested in. Uh, this is from Mr. Houston. Let's he he's going to go semi-realistic, and he says Soros and Tyson Berry for Buffalo's first rounder mm -hmm. and one of either uh, one of their top four prospects, Rosen, Savoy, Kirich, or Osland. Mm -hmm. He said he'd push for Savoy, which I would say that's maybe some decent. And he also says maybe throw in Uko Pekka Lukin in. Yeah. Now listen here. Again, not a fan of the whole Saros trade, but let's sit down and have a chat. This actually is one that is really interesting to me. Here is why. Obviously, um, you are losing Saros. You're losing Tyson Berry. So that's a little hitch in my giddy up because, again, the defense feels a little bit tenuous right now. But the Predators are going to get back a top prospect. If you throw in Yuko Pekka Lukanen, you're also going to get kind of a bridge goaltender. And if you could trade picks, and, and, and there was a whole, like, let me tell you this, Mr. Houston one had a whole plan. Like this was a well thought out plan because yeah. you could then trade some picks, move up in the draft, all kinds of like, this was a whole like diagram on the wall with threads, but I'm interested in this one a little more than some of the other ones. The only hitch in my giddy up is the predators are going to have to find a team that would be willing to swap a top 10 pick for a 13 and 15 pick combination, which I do think would be doable. And there's also, in, in a very deep draft, there might be some teams that are willing to do that. You know, yeah. like the St. Louis Blues, who could use a lot of, you know, kind of good players as opposed to maybe just that one, you know, one good player. Yes. I feel like the draft is deep enough that you could do that if there's a guy in that top 10 you really like if you're the Nashville Predators. So, you know, from that end, it makes sense. The one hitch to me is if, mm -hmm. Ottawa or if Buffalo is going to make that kind of trade when they have Devon Levy as their goalie. Now their guy who a lot of people thought was going to be their goalie of the future. Yeah. Uh, a guy who looked pretty good uh, after coming from the NCA to the NHL last year. Are they going to make a trade for another franchise goaltender or at least are they going to break the bank? Mm -hmm. for a UC Saros type goaltender when they may very well have one. Here's the thing about that with Buffalo. It, there feels like there is pressure for Buffalo to break through. Like they're so close. 
they're so close right now. And I feel like a Soros gets them there. We talked about this yesterday. Soros automatically will take your franchise from the level you're at up a notch. And I feel like he could do that right now for the Buffalo Sabres. And so I could see where maybe they would be interested in that it is a little bit tricky timing wise with them for goaltending, but I could see where maybe they were like, look, we've got to get over the hump right now. And you see sorrows with what, with what Buffalo has right now, he could get them there. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a return for the Nashville predators, this is a deal that I think makes sense for the predators in the little bit longer run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that you, you're you not going to be stuck with a long-term deal with a player that you're not 100% sure how, it's gonna, how he's going to fit or if you've already got somebody like that in the system, you know, which is kind of how I feel about Debrinket. I think it gives you some future potential. I also think Barry Trotz has talked about like, hey, let's swing for a guy. Mm-hmm. If there's a top 10 guy that, that Barry Trotz is like, let's swing for a guy who gets people out of the seats, who's exciting, who, you know, kind of generates some buzz. This could be an interesting deal. Yeah. Like if you get like this, uh, like Savoy or somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, again, like a, a, the big thing would be, would Buffalo go for that? But if you're the Nashville Predators... Yeah, like this this is kind of a trade that you look at and go, that's that's kind of what I expect from it from a UC Saros trade. Yeah, this is this is the this is the deal. This is the thing, you know, where I feel like the predators would go, you know, we don't have to trade UC Saros, but I could see where something like this could set us up in a pretty good position if we did. Look, we don't have to trade UC Saros. And I think that's what we have to keep coming back to when you hear all these trade deals. The Predators don't have to trade the guy. But this is an offer that would make that a little bit interesting, a little bit more tempting to me. Yeah. Uh, Here's one more. I think we got time for one more, Anne. Uh, This is something that's just completely off the wall. This comes from Glenn Spinner. Okay. uh, On Twitter. Yep. Both first round picks, number 15 and 24, to Arizona for Clayton Keller. Okay, this one I have to say was a little bit like, when when you first start reading that and you say both first round picks, I'm like, check out, mama's out, I'm done. But then you read the rest of it and you think, now wait a second here. Clayton Keller, younger guy, decent production. 86 points last year. I mean, look. On a very bad team. On a bad team. You put him, if you could get some chemistry with him and a couple of line mates, and you could come up with a line with Clayton Keller on it that could be really dynamic for the Nashville Predators. Yeah. Really dynamic. Yeah, 24 years old, he fits that mold in what Trotz and uh, Andrew Burnett want to do, which is just that, you know, speedy, a lot of speed on the wings. Uh, He's a guy, again, proven score. He's gotten better every season he's been in the league. Uh, He would have been a surefire, you know, probably 80-point year twice in a row if he hadn't gotten hurt at the end of the 2022 season. Uh, this, you know, he's the one playoff appearance he's had, which was against us. Uh, he absolutely lit the Preds up in that series. And again, like you put him again, he's doing this, like he's putting up these numbers 
on a very, very bad Arizona team. Right. Just imagine what he can do maybe if he's on a good team. Yeah. Like, or or at least, you know, what, what does he do when he's with better linemates? Like, what's he do when he's with a Matt Duchesne? Or, yes. uh, or or a Philip Forsberg. Yes. Or if somebody like, you know, Cody Glass steps up. Like, imagine, like, what he could do there. Maybe this is the guy you look at and it's like, okay, there's your there's your number one score. Like, yes. there's your 100-point guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by this idea. I have to tell you, again, checked out when I read the first part, finished the sentence, and thought, now, wait a second here. I agree with you. I think it would be super interesting to see what he could do with, like you said, a Matt Duchesne, a Philip Forsberg. What would a line if you got those guys going? And like you said, to me, I'm thinking Cody Glass. If you got that line going, you have a dynamic offensive line dynamic offensive line if you can get that going and that's what the predators need that's the direction they're headed in um and it doesn't cost us uc sorrows so there is a part of me that's like you know what i i would pick up that phone yeah i would pick up that phone and i know a lot of people look at trading two first round picks and be like no 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 absolutely not when it's for a guy like you hope is going to be like clayton keller Mm-hmm. Like you're hoping one of those two picks develops into what Clayton Keller is right now. Yes. Why not go ahead and just try to build around the sure thing? 24 years old, somebody who is going to be in this league a very long time. This is this is the kind of deal that I look at and be like, okay, if you're going to swing big, here's the swing big. Yeah. Yeah. And Barry Trotz talked about, you know, when he was introducing Andrew Brunette and at the end of the season, you know, he talked about let's swing big. But he also talked about that window of development for players. And he's like, you know, when when you've got a player that's around 23, 24 years old, you kind of have an idea of what he is. And we've got some great young guys to bring up and develop as well. And I feel like this is a fit timing wise for the Nashville Predators that would be very interesting. I would be more interested in Clayton Keller than I would Alex to bring it. I, I mean, absolutely. I would too. Uh, yeah. hope, I don't know if Arizona's going to trade him, but yeah. that's, that is certainly a trade. I think I'd be more open for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some good proposals. We'll have to see if any of these uh, come to fruition. Yeah. Anything could happen, friends. It is going to be a very interesting uh, couple of weeks for the Nashville Predators, I do believe. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Read my work at penaltyboxradio.com. That's going to do it for us on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.